0: Day for me yeah yeah hey i remember syrup sandwiches and gram allowances but that's a nigga with some counterfeits but now i'm counting this parmesan with my accountant lips in fact i'm down in this you say with my boobay. tastes like kool-aid for the analyst girl i can buy a westy world with my base stuff. Who that pussy good Won't you say it on my taste bloods i can't wait to went viral right stroke put a baby in the spiral so soprano see we like to keep it on a high note it's levels to it, you and I know Bitch, be humble sit
1: down. You know. you know. Joe uh do you consider yourself a humble man <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yes to a fault Paul I consider myself a um uh <laughs> I wasn't not ready for that question. I'm too humble to answer that. Let's let ah, that's a good answer, yeah, actually. Yeah.
1: Too humble to 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 dain- to presume to assess your own humility.
2: I if I was Drake, I, I'd say something like uh I'm so humble, I tint my Ferrari, roll it through, <laughs> drive through at Arby's.
1: I uh I claim to be from a, uh, to have come up from nothing even though I've been literally rich and famous since I was like 13.
2: Yeah, uh I I complain I'm humble because uh a girl 10 years ago uh took an hour to return my call. <laughs> That's Drake's version of humble. <laughs> oh man.
1: Uh we'll get into Drake later, but uh <laughs> as usual It's almost too easy to make fun
2: of on this Kendrick song on you know Kendrick like many people seem to imply beefs with Drake but mm-hmm. many rappers seem hesitant to go full out on him we'll have to explore well, if, that
1: if you if you insult Drake I mean you've got to deal with 40 ghostwriters coming back
2: at you it's tough to compete exactly doing it honestly damn um Welcome to the episode of Savage Beast where we have nothing to say. Yes, yes, and you
3: don't stop. Cool ID, best rapper. You don't stop. Another fucking hundred fucking dollar freestyle for you and your mom. Come on, yeah. You can never define anything but divine love. I'm a savage beast, <laughs> slightly above average at least now. Preference is relative. My reference is consistently uh, bring you to another vicinity. I hit you with the riddles consistently dead in the middle, a little triply, little did we know that we triggered a fissure in the metaphysical imagery, elegant, painted in oil, love is a flower, see how, dissolving the power, is dissolving the hours as well, the tower, a bell at the top of it, a hawk, a pigeon, a dove, a vision of love, an eagle, a falcon even, a gold coin and a talon that was um, prophesied.
2: And welcome to Savage Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher. Uh, with me, as always, uh, never quite recovered from losing his multiple beefs with Drake. It's Paul McLeod.
1: <laughs> it's a uh, it's a real bummer, but um, on the other hand, at least people know my name as that bitch Drake fucked up.
2: Well, you know when uh, uh, on his uh, diss track uh, Clone Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. When Drake uh, rhymed uh, Paul McCloud with Marine Dowd, it uh, was all over. <laughs> well done, Joe. Well done. That was that was nice. That's all. It's all Drizzy. It's all Drizzy. I mean, you know, I'm. I mean, I ghost. I was the ghostwriter on that track, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's true, and I produced it. It was uh, it was a really confused uh, mess, but um, that's how Drake does things.
2: Um <laughs> I I mean I'm a fan of Drake Beefs. I mean he he uh ever since he he released um the two Meek Mill diss tracks in a row before uh uh Meek could uh uh hit back with one. Uh I've been mm-hmm. a fan. Drake is savage, uh in his own <laughs> Drake way. And then he opened a concert just showing memes of Meek while he performed <laughs> both songs. I mean, that's, you know, that's some petty uh, just uh, rock star bullshit. I mean, that's what I would do.
1: You know, it's sort of like. <laughs> really? It, yeah. It's like. A, you would be a dick on purpose for show. It's
2: kind of like if you were like 18 and you were in like uh-huh. a rock band and you like were pissed that some girl was like dating another guy and you uh-huh. would like just like use your rock show. Like you were, you were somehow pop, you were like in an up and coming rock band and use the rock show. You'd like show pictures of them together as you played your like most popular angsty song or some shit like that. You know,
1: that would just make every girl in the crowd want to sleep with you to make up for it and everything. And so that would actually be a good
2: tactic. Exactly. And it seems to work for Drake as well. Um, Drake. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good looking dude. If you like, uh, if you like people who have, you know, uh, look like uh, someone, jeez, sp- uh, I was just going to diss Drake, but I'm afraid. I'm actually afraid <laughs> what will happen. If you,
1: if you, if you like people who always look like they want you to think that they're looking like they're, uh, I don't know, um, trying to, trying to complete the system of German idealism started by Immanuel Kant or something. Wow. Um. But really, uh, I'm looking at this artist photo of Drake from Google Play where he's, uh, he's sitting in the back of a limo it looks like. There's snow on the trees outside. He's got a fur coat on. His face is mostly in shadow except for uh, you know, the left half of it as he looks to the left of the camera. And, and he just, his lips are sort of pursed. His eyes are staring at nothing. It's it's a very dramatic look. And I feel like that's how every photo of Drake looks. Um so I presume that he would never fake something like that and it's just the way it is.
2: It, wait, so is this the photo where he's in the fur coat? Yes, yes. that is the one. Okay, yeah. That's it's a Spotify <laughs> photo as well. I think Drake to me looks like the eggplant emoji grew a beard. <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: a very very short perfectly groomed beard
2: yeah he's got um, you know he's got he, he's like lebron he's got the barber shop in his house no doubt that's oh no question I, I bet he wakes up every day and gets it gets it fixed up that's how you that's when you know you've made it you got the the you got the people around you that like could take care of the little shit they're like on your mm-hmm. staff yeah you know it's like like
1: like the dude is just waiting in his bathroom before drake wakes up so drake walks in and then
2: and then he gets in the shower for me it's like i would just have my own dentist it's like this person is on they like chill at my house Uh all the time but once every (laughs) six months they clean my teeth
1: i mean they could clean your posse's teeth and shit too oh yeah right right right, right. yeah yeah they got
2: my like wife and kids they got to do their teeth too
1: yeah, yeah. Prices and I mean, you know, every time you bring a girl home, which is like, you know, 3 times a week, mm. uh she can just go ahead and get her dental shit taken care of. Right. Full uh, service. Before the walk of shame.
2: I mean, yeah. Why not? He's here, honey. Paul, what would, who would your what who would be your like what minion do you want? Uh,
1: whew, Um what is my least favorite thing to do?
2: That's that's the the key.
1: Yeah. Uh god. Uh I mean, I would ha- just have an accountant, but I think I'm pretty sure every rapper has one of yeah. those. I hate, I hate paying bills and shit. Yeah, um, you gotta have
2: that dude. What about you? Got a dude who like wakes up every day and his job is to like take a cargo van and just wait in the parking lot of Costco till you call in with the order. And like some <laughs> days you never call, but he's just there waiting.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't mind grocery shopping, but it's not like I want <laughs> to grocery shop. So there's definitely gonna be a dude who's just. True. Um, like it's, it's like the airport shuttle. Like they just sort of are in a roving, uh, yeah. a roving circle of two or three people going to the grocery store and back. And that way I don't even have to worry about like, Oh shit, I got to think about what I need right now. So the guy can get it on the trip. There's just going to be someone else hitting the store in 10 minutes.
2: Ultimately it's got to be the personal chef. I mean, that's the thing. Cause you're like, you just eat so healthy, you know, you got somebody yeah. cooking you something delicious and like healthy yeah i mean i
1: would love to cook but you're right it would it would probably it would probably be on the chopping block if i were rich because i don't need to cook every meal
2: but then you could just you know but then you've you basically you got you're like they could be your sous chef and you're like mm-hmm. and you're just kind of <laughs> directing them <laughs> well,
1: well they grumble inwardly yes
2: um <laughs> eh, whatever they get free dental care i mean <laughs> <laughs> sweet deal any
1: any ingredient they want is there in seven minutes yeah. it's,
2: uh... <laughs> uh, well should we just should we just talk about the new drake album first since, since i guess since here? we've
1: been talking about drake for 15 minutes we should do that
2: <laughs> uh it's more more life by drake released this uh two weeks ago two weeks ago now damn wow time flies I know.
1: There's so much life. I didn't even realize it had been that long.
2: Uh both of us uh listened to this album uh for the first and only time today. Uh-huh. Uh and This
1: uh, is this is like the one of the three times a year when we're like uh we should talk about the really current big artist thing.
2: Yes. Yes. It went well. I mean, you know, with Beyonce, we justified it with Drake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh Paul, what do you think of More Life?
1: So this was uh, billed in the uh single review I read as uh Drake's return to being fun and interesting after uh descending into totally morose uh uh masturbatory introspection on his uh album last year um and uh I guess what I discovered is that I don't know Drake's <laughs> well enough to to describe that to notice that arc myself. This felt a lot like um, Drake now with more Drake to me. Um, it's uh, it's not bad. It's fun to listen to, and I um, probably. Uh, uh, won't feel compelled to come back to it again, apart from a couple songs that are fun.
2: Describing Drake like returning to form is like describing mm-hmm. like an abstract painter who only paints like one color, like canvases mm-hmm. as being like ah yes these these off you know these light blue canvases <laughs> are returned to like his deeply angstful mourning of his mother. You know, it's like mm, is there that much to parse? you're exactly right (laughs) uh is there is the variation that great i don't know
1: i guess the idea is that he's moping about um uh groupies a
2: little bit less now uh but um there's there's still some of that he does seem to have moved beyond even um pretending to care about the groupies yeah he really does want to uh uh I don't know what I don't know what Drake wants here, but it's not to um, have every single groupie treat him as a, their number one.
1: Yeah, so so Drake is like a huge mainstream star, yes, who um, is sort of critically respected by the indie set, but not completely. So, what it is a what is it about him that? puts him in that
2: position do you think interesting um i think okay so uh, to me part of this is uh when i was in new york and new jersey over christmas uh mm-hmm. i rented a car uh so i was without anything but the radio and uh, naturally alex and i uh uh drifted towards hot 97 um
4: mm-hmm
2: uh for those of you who don't know the hip-hop station in new york city um, is that
1: the famous one that has like i don't know like like famous rappers whose names i can't remember who have shows and, yes yes it's yeah.
2: it's um you know it's been name checked since the days of puffy and biggie for sure um gotcha. I, don't, I don't know when it started but uh my, my,
1: i want to say like quest love sometimes dj's there yeah making yeah that up.
2: um correct um uh when we start our hip hop podcast we can uh uh get This into... is our hip
1: hop podcast
2: yeah That's true um so the point is that like when i was listening to Hot 97 i was amazed that i i swear to you not an exaggeration every third song they played was drake i mean they just played <laughs> drake all the fucking time and, so, wait had
1: this album just come out then
2: no, this was this was over Christmas, so this was like, oh my God, no, this was like another album, I don't know whatever album, so um, it was like views, it was views like not views and still yeah. stuff from um uh, if you're reading this, it's too late, um yeah,, and uh, it's just Drake is so popular and so easy to like- just so easy to like, yeah that
1: that's true i mean there's you're rarely like this drake is awful yeah
2: um, i mean if if you and i put this album on if we were driving somewhere you know mm-hmm. the 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 you know your beamer is just enveloped in smoke you know <laughs> we're driving somewhere uh it's um we're, we're not like mad if this is what we have to listen to like yeah you know we're like enjoying this no and i
1: I can attest to that firsthand because like my brother, Andrew has done that, uh, on long road trips and, and invariably I prefer it to most of the other stuff. So, um, yeah,
2: but I, there's I, certainly nothing wrong with it. I, I totally did not answer your question as to why he's like, <laughs> well, you, you,
1: you, you, you got to, I think you, you, you might've sort of touched on it accidentally. I mean, <laughs> popularity is one thing who can uh who can say what makes things popular um i guess catchiness uh ease of listening um and drake certainly has that uh he's also uh his his general message of um, i'm great fuck you uh and i'm going to continue being even uh, ever greater all the time is pretty much the most successful and popular lyrical theme of pop music today and maybe ever. Um, uh, self-affirmation is really the point of pop music nowadays, it seems. But, um, uh, so that explains sort of the popular appeal. And then I think, yeah, I mean, he's like, he's like just, I guess this is, this is begging the question. He's just interesting enough to, to be worth thinking about critically. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's that the beats are um, a little bit hard, and uh, when he raps, he does like actually rap. Like he he's he spits different lyrics for the full measure of each verse. Um, that's uh, poor choice of words. You know what I mean? The full several measures of each verse. It's not like uh, one. Of, it's not like hashtag rap where he's got like four lines in a song or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, and and I guess there's also just that, um, he is not just a, um, he's not yet another, uh, crack rapper and he's not, um, just, uh, boasting, but he's also. There's a certain moody darkness to his songs that um, is laid on really thick uh, that I think will attract people who are interested in really good art for art's sake um, if it's done even just a little bit well. So maybe that's it. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, he... uh, it's Okay, so first off, as the flow doctor... Mm-hmm. Uh, yes yes give
1: us give us your
2: diagnosis. Drake's flow is it's it's sick uh, in, in a way I don't want to cure um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think and I think that he is his ability to he has a special talent in that he mm-hmm. can um, he can flow as he speaks. Like it's mm-hmm. so laid back and effortless that he gives this nonchalant uh artist vibe. Um mm-hmm. even as he's saying uh really boring shit. I mean <laughs> he, you know, in in a song uh that we we may discuss uh sacrifice sacrifices sacrifice, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh Sacrifice. Sacrifices. He says mm-hmm. It's a marathon not a sprint, but I still got to win a race. And there's something about yeah. it's just so Drake. Like cuz the way like yeah. when I say it like that's the stupidest fucking thing you ever heard, but when he says it you're like God damn, yeah. You t- yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. And you're like wait. Yeah, what? I
1: agree. I actually didn't think that line was dumb until I heard you say it. Yeah, that's um. that's
2: that is <laughs> uh that is Drake's ability, you know, he when he you know uh he just can say things like, you know, well, here I'm looking at at uh, free smoke, the first proper song in the album. Uh, smoke, f- yes, free smoke. Uh, and he says, uh, used to, uh, uh, I took the team plane from Oracle. Mama never used to cook much. Used to chef KD. Now me and chef comma KD bet on shots for twenty G's. And I don't know, it's like when he's rapping about how, you know, he used to eat craft dinners and now he's betting on money with Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and Chef Steph Curry. It's in context, you're like, you just, you you go with that flow. And then afterwards, yeah. you're like, well, <laughs> uh, there's no artistry. There's no artistry to what I just said, other than the fact that he used the word KD twice. I mean. Yeah. I, I don't. And, know. Which is
1: the most basic rap trope almost. Yes. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah, I would agree. He is he's got a pleasant uh pleasant in the sense of being um a little bit pr- provocative and uh and smooth at the same time. Flow that uh that definitely like the sound of his voice is just okay even if it's uh one of his even more throwaway lines Mm -hmm. um uh which is most of them but that's true for a lot of rappers really
2: yeah and him and Um, and him doing that uh over snare heavy yeah uh hissing beats um album after album it makes him album after album it makes him the champion of the earbud age (laughs) (laughs) maybe that is what it is
1: um yeah, what did you think of the beats on this album, Joe? I thought, well, uh, you you just gave us the flow analysis, so I'll say. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was uh, uh, just fairly straight ahead. Uh, I, I, I'm presuming that uh, Noah 40, Shabib, did most of the beats like he always does, but I haven't looked that up, so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, we're sort of standard Drake beats, which are usually pretty good. But there were a couple... That um, were almost like sort of soft electro pop that uh, I found really appealing. One of them, the the my favorite of them uh, was the aforementioned sacrifices, and then also passion fruit had a little bit of that. But then passion fruit just sort of descends into Drake doing his um, fake singing thing the whole song that gets pretty boring to me after a while. Apparently, there's a um, lot of
2: different producers on this album. Sacrifice uh, okay. produced by djb and t-minus free smoke produced by boy wanda
1: okay yeah he works with kendrick all the time yeah uh Uh, i don't know the people who did sacrifices but they did a good job that was my favorite beat
2: i heard on this album yeah i liked i like the beat on passion fruit a lot which was produced by uh nana rogues an english an english producer
1: no idea um uh, I agree it was a good beat it was I actually thought this is actually just a good electro pop or like you know sort of uh instrumental electro pop song that um unfortunately goes on for five minutes with Drake uh <laughs> fake singing on top of it which I don't know how about how you feel but I the next time I hear a rapper doing the I can also be a shitty singer thing uh and I like it will be the first time
2: yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you, Paul. Could could we listen to a little bit of Portland? Uh, sure, let's and, listen to some Portland. All right.
3: On beach, so it's not nice. Ten. Yeah, so it's heard Habibi's thing, yeah. Yeah, my side girl got a five with the screen cracked. Still hit me back right away. Better not never hesitate. Don't come around, think you're getting saved. Tryna show the dogs brighter days. Got torch trying tryna to light the way. Biting everybody with your side it. Cause your next album probably won't ever see the light of day. Half fans but you let them down. But I guess that's how you niggas getting down. I'm so high up, I'm like, how niggas really getting down? I could never have a kid, then be out here still kicking around, boys playing around. You really wanna take it now I got $150,000 for an after party And I gave it to the Killies just to break it down Bring us up, I never take us down But if you bring me up, then they might take it down Fake fuck with me back then But it's getting hard for you to fake it now Fuck being rich when I'm 40, man I'm trying to make it now
1: That was uh Portland, uh featuring Quavo and Travis Scott. Um
2: Travis Scott I know. Quavo uh is a mystery to me. He does a he does a fine job on this song. Uh I'm I'm into his uh, uh kind of skeezy hook. Uh oh I
1: thought that was Travis Scott, but
2: uh, <laughs> maybe that's, I just... that's Quavo. Travis Scott doesn't <laughs> okay. kick in until the third verse, actually. Uh, okay. you know, Quavo's on the hook, the Michael Phelps with the swim moves, yeah. Skirt, skirt. <laughs> Michael Jordan <laughs> with the tennis shoes. Uh, yeah,
1: it was a, it was a good, solid future impression he just did.
2: I was um, uh, I was fascinated why uh, Drake named this song Portland, my current uh, city of residence. Apparently, Travis Scott uh, was asked what his favorite place in America to find peace was. And his answer is Portland, and he actually has a Portland tattoo on his hand. All right. Yes. Um, so, and it, he. So I want to bring up that later in the song, he has the line, uh, "Flood my Rolly told my bitch, let's go snorkeling out in Portland, trying to get in her organs." Uh and at first I thought, well, out in Portland trying to get in her organs was uh a bit crass until I realized, of course, that organs was a play on uh Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, well done. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm I'm laughing. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> um uh, and you know, well, if everyone um uh should always say to their woman, let's go snorkeling. <laughs> Uh, Absolutely, Travis. Travis Scott. Um, no, I think that song, <clears throat> uh, besides being uh, a testament to uh, how uh, overhyped Portland is, uh, is a good example <laughs> of Drake keeping up with um, a really good beat uh, when he has it. Uh, yeah, he, he can't. He never. He so rarely stay, strays from the middle lane. Uh, that it's it's hard to compliment him but he he can keep up with basically anything and anyone and that might be uh one of his chief uh defining qualities
1: yeah that's a good point i mean i guess he really has um his rap flow and he has his fake singing flow and that's all he does but you know he he does them well
2: i also like the first slide is yeah my side girl got a 5s with the screen cracked
1: yeah. Uh where where are we at with iPhones? Is a 5S how many years ago is that? That's
2: a few years. I think we are now at the 7 or 7S. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. At the time of More Life's release, the iPhone 5S was about 3.5 years old, according to Genius. <laughs> uh so he he's he's saying that she's really overcoming a lot of adversity to text him back immediately.
1: I what I'm reading into this is Drake, why are you not taking care of your side girl better? I yeah. mean, this is this is my side girl implies to me that this is girl number 2, which as these things go for Drake, I presume is high up in the in the on the roster. So, uh uh upgrade that girl. This yeah. Is all I can do, say. What do
2: you think that Drake's roster is like? I mean, there's uh you know the the main piece
1: yeah, well, there was that Rihanna thing that, I don't know, that ended really fast,
2: didn't it? I believe it did. Well, wait, is he yeah. now dra- still dating. Uh... Uh, J
1: Lo was next, right?
2: Yeah. I thought he was dating uh, uh, Serena Williams. Serena Williams? No, she's engaged to the guy who founded Reddit. Oh, maybe it was Venus Williams. That would be fucking amazing. Um, maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, yeah, right, she's, right.
1: like definitely taller than him.
2: Um,. Drake girlfriend. Tell me. Google. Brianna and Drake are dating again, but ex Serena Williams. Ah, hell, I can't read this much. Whatever. <laughs> Who gives a
1: fuck? New rumored girlfriend
2: during AMPS. Mm, yeah, you're right. I'm bored. Mm, no, no. Anyway, so he's got the main piece. He's got the side girl. <laughs> so after side girl, is there still a hierarchy? Or after that, is it just like, like, field? the field
1: yeah th- so yeah after that i think it's it's just sort of uh undifferentiated harem um which uh not to erase women's identities here i don't think drake should treat women that way i'm no. just speculating
2: well he's probably got the i mean within that there's probably like special positions such as you know the girl from way back okay you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> i thought it was gonna get way worse than that um <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> girls, that girls he had a crush on for a long time, and it never. Uh, right and now, it's finally happening. Right, right. Uh, several girls from the last two weeks of hitting the club, you know, things like that.
2: There's that right. The girl, they're the girls he's gonna sing about how he might catch feelings for, and then there's uh-huh. the girls who he's gonna sing about how he, you know, sees them once and never calls them back.
1: The, Maybe that's the Drake thing: is when he does catch the feelings, he's just so so offended that this woman has done this to him that he can't help but rap about it, and that only makes it worse.
2: Uh <laughs> yes, <laughs> he does seem sensitive.
1: Yes, in the in the bitchiest way. Yeah. Um. All right. Enough. Enough slamming on a guy way more famous, successful, and
2: and um, and besotted with women than we are yeah i can't Um, can't complain i can't complain about drake too much yeah good job jizzy no
1: i i agree i mean as as mainstream pop stars that i'm not totally into go he is entirely acceptable
2: Um, way to not be macklemore
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) or travis scott for that matter yeah um all right so let's I say let's go next to uh, another very sad introspective rapper on the absolute opposite end of the economic spectrum, Uh, at least as people who are famous enough for us to have heard of Go, uh, John Wayne, one word, with no H in the John.
2: Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about his new album, Rap Album Uh, Mm 2. Paul, what song should we listen to?
4: Let's just start with TED Talk. All right. You never seen a man so calm in your life They afraid of this might and I got the type of mind to grind into that white light I rocked the mic inside the china shop and spit that bullshit This ain't no bullshit, it's eating passed after the stomach, bullshit No eating ass, no groceries, I ate at restaurants They served me well since I'm a baby of the cunt renaissance You may recall my marvelous reconnaissance I never forget, like elephants on 4chan Remember I'm a poor man, but got a fucking kingdom up in here Where the beer flows like me and seated without a peer See I had it up to here, all these doubters in my ear trying to tell me I don't have the whole world up on my spear. I Van Gogh pretend I don't know him. Too busy showboating to roast them, the flames floating. No joke, see my quotes remain potent. Even in the casket, I'll be one to close it. I'm a poet and I know it. See, I could do some good, but these demons in my ear make me feel misunderstood. Lord knows, my intention's are hood. And I rub it in a little bit more than I should, but what? What'd you do if you were great and you knew it? I put up a page I get in my range I open up-
1: So that again was TED Talk, the first track from John Wayne's rap album 2, which um, is a fun song that I chose because it uh, uh, grabs you in immediately with some sort of like old school boast rap such as one, uh, you know, not exactly sounding the same, but such as one might imagine coming out of the mouth of uh, Rakim or something back in the 80s. Um, But uh, it's actually kind of deceiving, because after the first couple of tracks, this album becomes really, really sad and depressing, Um, more so than just about any rap album I can recall.
2: It's, um, yeah, John Wayne is an interesting dude. I mean, this is for sure. this is my first exposure to him. Although he's been around for a while, I feel like he's maybe broken through a bit more. Just start, sort of built a following. Um, yeah,
1: um, I mean, he already has an EP called "John Wayne Is Retired." Um, as right. you can tell, the, the he prefers for the extremely bluntly literal uh, uh, album title names. He's anyway.
2: released a lot of mixtapes up to um, you know uh, prior to uh, his albums for sure um you know he's got a uh so he's not your typical rapper i mean he doesn't look the part he's a big white dude long hair glasses yes uh he looks to me he he you know looks he looks like uh your stereotype of a gamer uh yeah on the couch mountain dew absolutely
1: uh the face of a man who knows his way around whatever the uh eighth most popular counter strike level is
2: <laughs> yes it's a new take on the the rap uh, chip on the shoulder uh it's that that kind of bashful gamer uh who's quiet but then like just f- you know full of rage once you get him going uh and then <laughs> kind of you know enters a dark place
1: yeah. Rage that quickly turns on himself.
2: Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was moved by this the second track after this. I mean, it's called Live From The Fuck You. It has mm-hmm. maybe like, it has a great skit for a rap album where like a dude comes up to John Wayne and it's like, yeah, you don't look like a rapper, but my girlfriend likes you. Could you rap for her? Yeah. and
1: um, Yeah. it's a common trope you know of course he he resists and then uh the the hook is that he eventually gives in and and destroys the place right um but uh it's a common trope but it's uh or or not trope but uh a thing we all know about that stars have to deal with um and uh but uh i don't know his acting in the skit is actually really good yeah (laughs) like he actually he's it's just really the dialogue is really natural he's like i don't want to be an at I don't want to be like this man. And it's actually like uh, the way he pulls off the, the aborted asshole is, is so natural that uh, I I started to question like, could this possibly have just been recorded from real life? But there's no way. Um, But uh, uh, yeah. Also um, if there are really people like the, the non fan who approaches him in this uh, skit, um, uh, just kill yourself. You're the worst
2: person. yes
1: agreed um but yeah so that is a great track but then i mean and after those first two like it becomes like i was trying to think of what it is because the the beats sound a lot like like if you took all the sort of weird uh non-standard band instrumentation sounds from like a mid-2000s indie rock record Mm -hmm. like Like take like a Grizzly Bear song and remove the guitars and and the regular you know rock melody and harmony stuff and just have the weird sounds and the beat. That's kind of like what the production on a lot of this album is. Um, and then on top of that, it's mostly him talking about how even his very modest level of success by recorded rap standards uh, has completely fucked him up and he can't really handle his life anymore
2: yeah i mean the the centerpiece of the album is a track called afraid of us Mm -hmm. uh where um he keeps trying to return to the standard rap tropes says things like i need a rack for every blade of grass on my big ass lawn Mm -hmm. but eventually admits that you know fulfilling fantasies is dumb and he he just sort of laments like the opportunity he's missed like going around the world like pretending to be a rapper, and yep. and how he just kind of wishes he could just like kind of settle down and have like more conventional happiness. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, very different for
1: yeah. And what's impressive is that this sort of like uh, this sort of moping from a guy who. Um, who has like a pretty cool life? I would say, like, like I would like to have his job, um, if it's if it's actually successful enough, uh, where it's taking him away from the rest of his life, you know. Um, uh, it, it's impressive that this sort of moping—it's uh, heartfelt and and well expressed enough to actually come off as good music, and I guess you know, I found it interesting. I didn't even intend this contrast, but uh, preparing for this along with Drake, um, uh, it's another one of those things, um, like we discussed with talking heads versus, um, father John Misty, who was a, a random bystander. I roped into the comparison against his will, but, um, where, uh, you have sort of a graceful way of dealing with, Uh, a certain subject and a, in a completely clumsy way of dealing with it. And, you know, whereas Drake, uh, when he's, um, when he's complaining about his life just comes off petty and bitter most of the time to me anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, occasionally clever about it, but, but, you know, it's still clever, petty bitterness. Um, John Wayne, um, just seems like a real good dude who's maybe being a little too hard on himself because (laughs) um, (laughs) because like, I mean just the line like, you know, if it's, if it's too late for a formal apology, then I accept it is like actually a really mature and, um, and uh, just a really mature way to approach life or reflective of uh, such a way to approach life that, is almost wholly foreign to the idea to the way rap works yes. nowadays. <laughs> yes, I, you know, uh, right? And I mean, and it's charming as a result.
2: And there's there's sort of a question. I mean, at some point, whether rap as a form can contain this kind of sentiment I mean yeah I I don't know that necessarily um I mean this this album is is great uh and I guess that's it's an interesting question uh, about whether in the end it ends up being he has to sacrifice some of that um meaning to mm-hmm. uh make it a good hip-hop album um uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's a good question and I think I think he mostly pulls it off. I mean, it doesn't yeah. end up being like if you if you listen to rap because you want to sort of strut and uh and live into a sort of outsized um uh ego fantasy, which is something I totally do to rap despite my uh my uh sort of pretensions here. Um, you know, uh, there are plenty of, of rappers who, who do that for me all the time. Um, but, uh, if, if that's all you're looking for from your, from your hip hop, then John Wayne is not for you. (laughs) Like, like, just don't bother. Yeah. (laughs) Um, apart from like that first song and maybe a couple others, uh, that we played. Um, because after that, it just becomes sort of, uh, you know, I wanted to say, uh, the emo of rap, but then like the sound wise, I can't really draw any comparisons, but subject matter wise a little bit. Um, although I think he's more sophisticated and interesting than most emo lyrics, to be honest. Um, well, his, his sadness isn't like, um, melodramatic, uh, too much. It's, it's the sort of, it's sort of just, uh, a really well narrated version of, um, an evening where you're sitting alone, um, uh, not being very happy with yourself, um, which can go badly or can go well for Art, but he does it really
2: well. I mean, the the question is like, uh, sometimes, you know, there's the, a track on here called The Single, which it's just him sounds like a good beat it sounds like a good song and he keeps fucking up the flow in the first like (laughs) you know couple bars of the song and he does it a few times just keeps yelling fuck and then it ends (laughs) and you you know you have to it's it's you have to be able to process that sort of effect uh, that theatrical effect as part of the album experience to Mm -hmm. Um. Really, uh, uh, get fully on board with what he's, um, he's doing here. You you have to be able to uh, almost like when you say when you think about it as an a emo rap album is going to use, you know, skits and bad rap, almost mm-hmm. the way emo songs use angst and yeah
1: and use over the top uh, amplified angst yeah yeah right yeah no uh it's cool it's it's actually very moving and um a lot of the beats are really good uh you mentioned afraid of us uh uh plenty of rap songs have used the sort of like snippets of soul singers mm-hmm. uh, technique over the past decade and a half uh but um one of the more affecting ones i can think of and um uh i also enjoyed the hook by zero with an h on the end he he did a nice job mm-hmm. whoever he is because i've never heard of any of the guests on this song or on this album
2: uh i, I have a feeling they're all from the uh the la area like yeah, uh...
1: yeah there must be almost uh, i don't know how many how many aspiring rappers who have recorded at least one thing that's on the internet do you think live in LA? Like three hundred fifty thousand? That is a long list. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, any final thoughts on John Wayne? I think I've I think I've spent myself.
2: Uh no. All right. No, no, no.
1: Well then, let's play or let's talk about Kendrick, whom we opened this album or this episode with.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, Paul. Let's uh, let's spend a couple of minutes uh, once again talking about uh, what an
0: amazing rapper Kendrick Lamar is. Don't tell a lie on me. I won't tell the truth about you. Don't tell a lie on me. I won't tell the truth about you. Mm-hmm. Means later my future favors the legendary status of a hip-hop rhyme savior travel around the atlas in the spaceship candy coated. my day shift been devoted to fucking up bundles of paper pi equals 314 the devil's pie is big enough to justify dope thing wait up Lamping in Jamaica, the clouds turning, my thoughts turning, burning cash to oil. You have been determined to make an earthy seed in the soil. You was classified, I'm satisfied when I strategize my kids' future. I ain't sanctified enough to say that I won't shoot ya, I'd have vandalized the industry for a circuit, the earthiest slash thirstiest snicker you know versus this scum of a land that transcends two surfaces. The richer the poor, the bigger the picture, the more blood pours. But don't tell a lie on me. He is I won't tell he's just really ones. great. I, uh, I
1: love Kendrick. Um, uh, you know, every time I think about Kendrick, I think, or every time I listen to something from Kendrick, I, uh, think like, well, this is it. This is the really famous, uh, artist who is also really good that our era will sort of have been known for hosting. Um, the way, uh, if you think about, literature in the 1920s you might say "Mm, T.S. Eliot and F. Scott Fitzgerald or something like that right right um I think people when they think about music in the in the teens the Kendrick will be I I hope he's the first name if not he's gonna be close to it that will come to people's uh, minds at
2: this point I mean I I don't know who else it would be I mean
1: I mean uh, in terms of like excellence Uh, Yeah, I mean they're they're maybe slightly bigger people like Beyonce and Kanye, but my my expectation is that uh, in ninety years the people who are thinking about (laughs) music in the teens will think more about Kendrick. Yeah, Um, uh, Yeah. maybe maybe not. Um, Yeah, especially. no, no no, shade against Kanye and, and Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, especially as – yes, a I, tough bar.
2: I think I've, I've started to slightly join the backlash against uh, Chance. Uh, I, ah. I, yeah.
1: Is there a backlash? I thought – I didn't know that there was a full-fledged backlash. I don't know. My backlash
2: um, is too much, but I, I think people are um, – Well, no, because Chance, now that he's started donating millions of dollars to school children, <laughs> is certainly not uh, an (laughs) unpopular figure. Um, But uh, I think musically people have maybe started to detect um, the dull repetition of themes within Chance's excellent flow.
1: Yeah. Um, Like he's got one sort of gimmick thing that, does it for you or doesn't I would say yeah I
2: also um heard that I've heard some uh uh some friends give some bad feedback about his shows which apparently which apparently are uh, a lot of skits and a lot of um preaching between songs wow it's a lot of guy. that's not cool yeah.
1: Oh really? Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean he, you know, he's a pretty Christian dude, and I think when he gets in concert, he's like, "This is my opportunity to, you know, tell everyone about Jesus." I have a
1: high tolerance for that kind of stuff, and I don't think I would be very happy about getting a lot of that at my rap show. No, no,
2: no, no, no.
1: no. Um. Wow. Um. <laughs> anyway, Kendrick. Um. Right. To be honest, having just said all the nice things about him. Uh, that I could think of. Um, I like these songs, but I can't say I'm totally blown away by them. Am Mm. I wrong, Joe?
2: Well, I like in Humble that he's once again at war with the beat. Uh, Uh He's not preening in front of uh, the era's best jazz musicians. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's just shouting to stay ahead of uh, some really good uh, thunder uh,
1: um, I appreciate the bass actually on the beat of this song, but like yeah. the the sort of uh sampled piano thing I'm actually not totally crazy about. Well that's just me.
2: I'm definitely someone who, you know, there's no better Kendrick than Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe leading into yes. Backstreet Freestyle. Like that to yes. me is the best Kendrick. Uh I
1: mean that's the best anyone, but yes.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> Um, I, I like here that there's a bit of that Backstreet Freestyle feeling to it. Sure, Um And, and sure. when it comes to... Um, I, I've forgotten the name of the uh, uh, the, the gist track. The, oh, uh, Control. Thank you, Control. <laughs> no, 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 not Control. That was the old one. The other one that came out just recently. Oh, oh, oh the Heart Part 4. Yes, Heart Part 4. Thank you. Um, my God, Control. Also <laughs> just unbelievable, Kendrick. Um, yeah. You know, the Heart Part 4 is just he's at the point now where he doesn't have to do too much to be awesome. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was very easy for him. Uh, maybe that's, I don't know. That's, uh, that's sort of this, there's this contradiction with Kendrick where it's so easy for him to be the best rapper alive uh, that he, I I am waiting for him, always waiting for him to do something even better yeah and what more could
1: he do (laughs) no it's true i mean so you know we've talked about uh kendrick before and i mean usually when he jumps on a guest verse uh you know for just part of a song it usually blows my mind um uh i i'll be nodding along to the song and then he jumps on i'm like oh my god uh i i didn't quite get that feeling from these and um uh it's probably a little unfair because uh like you said it may just be that my expectations are so high that if i'm not immediately blown away i'm I'm not uh, down with it i did like the beat on the heart part four a lot which is really like three or four beats uh sort of mixed together all of them are good um and uh it is impressive in the heart part four like uh with no hook, he really raps for a long time. He does. <laughs> it is a really long verse. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he sort of substituted length for quality a little bit on this one. It's not that it's bad. It's just I don't. I can't remember too many lines that just totally uh, wrecked me. It's also uh, other it's just than that when
2: he ethers KD for yeah, well, for that's winning, funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it does not matter that you will win. <laughs>
1: which uh i actually like katie uh more and more uh but that's a whole other subject anyway um uh it's um like i I don't know just like at the beginning of the hard part of that song um i forget the exact rhyme but he he rhymes something with with you a little bitch or whatever and i was like "Mm, that's not like a Kendrick level insult um But uh, that's okay, because he raps for a long time. And especially if, as it seems, this is mostly just like a promo track he released to tell us that there's an album coming on April 7th, then bravo. That's a great advertisement. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it'll be on the album, too. It would be kind of cool if it weren't, just because it'd be like, yeah, I did like 64 straight bars just to let you know I was going to destroy you all in a couple weeks. I feel
2: like it won't
1: be. (laughs) That... I, I, we can, we can only hope it's, uh, again, not because, uh, it's that bad, but just because, uh, that would be so baller. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, it's, it's just, uh, Kendrick going on and on and on in, uh, the way almost only he can, uh, I guess maybe the game was famous for his really long verses, but nobody thinks the game is a good rapper and uh, there's a reason for that
2: the game thinks the game is a good rapper
1: well that's true the game does
2: game game represent game i I don't know that's this
1: (laughs) cut that part (laughs) no this is uh Um,
2: in podcast veritas
1: yeah so anyway joe um april 7th presumably that means a new kendrick album is coming out yes um uh, I believe
2: which it w- means he. I have a feeling it will be both titled and mastered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it seems like he's actually on the one release a year schedule now. With "To Pimp a Butterfly" at the very end of 2015, and then yeah, uh, "Untitled" unmastered early last year, and then uh, whatever this is in a week. Mm. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, it's great. Um,
2: I mean, I'll, I think more artists. In the past couple of years, i realizing the power of that in our current environment is, like, is um, the ability to release an album uh, every year uh, is more important than the ability to release one every three years with a massive marketing hype machine behind it. Like, you can get the, the hype machine doesn't need more than a couple days now. Uh, yeah you, you know you you don't need to like wait for it for like those purposes so if, if you can do it it's to your advantage to just like get the next one out
1: yeah um certainly that's true for the big pop and hip-hop stars yeah i feel like all the indie rockers are like if you if they release one album every four years that's like a standard schedule nowadays which is ridiculous but um right but i people think yeah don't but, buy enough albums to well, incentivize
2: them i guess but our our friends car seat headrest obviously uh don't believe in that, since he has like released like eleven albums in the past.
1: Yeah, but then none since his first actual like label based release. So True. <laughs> that was ten months ago. So I'll give him a break. Right. right. <laughs> um. All right. So Kendrick, I think the real the real message here is that we are fucking excited for whatever happens uh, on Friday. Absolutely. Um. um I will be dead because i've got four straight nights of being out with clients ahead of me oh, starting tomorrow fine. but um i will attempt to uh, to give kendrick his due that day
2: uh he will appreciate it when you die when you come out of your swimming pool full of liquor <laughs>
1: Have we discussed on the podcast the article I read about what would actually happen if you swam in a swimming pool full of liquor?
2: I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I, I, have, I am familiar with that article. Yeah. It is not pleasant.
1: No. Uh, not a good way to die. Uh, you died apparently pretty it would quickly. Be, yeah, apparently it would just be uh, a matter of seconds before you were literally drowning at the bottom of a pool of alcohol <laughs> for a lot of uh, physical like like physics physical reasons you would not expect um so go look that up
2: people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or just anyway try
1: it. yeah just try it um <laughs> savage beast is not responsible for any deaths <laughs> resulting from their horrible <laughs> advice
2: just make sure you you scream savage beast as you can <laughs> like
1: the like tattoo it on your face that'll really be good marketing for us yeah um will be the number one podcast uh, about indie music in prison. Um, anyway, uh, Joe, I think we've given the, um, uh, or maybe not the state of hip-hop, but a look at uh, a few uh, big and small things going on in hip-hop right now pretty well. Do you have any final thoughts on Kendrick, John Wayne, Drake, or anybody else? Uh,
2: no, I do not. I do All not. Right. Uh, there's well, a lot of good hip-hop out there um, don't yeah yeah. there was another one I, I liked a lot recently that I uh, <laughs> me too and I literally could not recall it uh, there must there was another album I wanted to talk about and I could not think of it
1: if you blab for about 20 more seconds I'll be able to figure
2: out which one it was um, I, I almost said we should talk about Vince Staples rapping on top of Gorillaz but eh <laughs> What was this?
1: Oh, uh, Pax by your old Droog, which oh, I think was what I sent to you.
2: I don't think I listened to it. So there no. you go. Well, you should. That All was right. good. All right. Uh, um, cool A.D. has another album out. Yeah, which is also
1: uh, – I actually haven't gotten to listen to the whole thing, but I liked the parts I did listen to. Indeed. Um, props right. to Cool A.D. Best Rapper in the World. Yes. Not really, but
2: – That's uh, – according <laughs> to this podcast – He's the patron. He's the pa- patron hip hop saint of our podcast.
1: Technically, we're his patrons, but
2: uh, yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. True. Okay. <laughs> he blessed us. I,
1: I would say. I would say we won that exchange. Um, so. Right. Uh, right. So good work by him. Right. Uh,
2: all right. Um,
1: <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Oh, what Joe.
2: It's a good say. It's a good saint. You know, you just you just have to give him a hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's my kind of saint,
1: or like a blunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a, think of it as a, 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 a fuck. God damn it, my inability to think of words has screwed me again. Um,
2: we'll th- we'll think of it as nothing.
1: <sighs> the thing Martin Luther was so mad about, um, the indulgences.
2: Indulgence. That's the word. I
1: yeah. knew it was in. Anyway. Um, Please cut this part. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. Uh, hit us up on email savagebeastpod at gmail.com uh, or Twitter at savagebeastpod. You can also find us on iTunes and our website, and we would love to hear from you any of those places. Uh, so until next time, if I survive this week, good night.
2: Yeah. I want to give a shout out to uh, our friend, uh, old friend Nicole, who I talked to today, who apparently listens to this podcast. Nicole, thanks for being one of our old high school friends who for some reason still wants to listen to us talk about random bullshit.
1: Nicole Burkus. That is great. Yes. I'm really happy to see that. Should I not have said her last name? And, <laughs> and you know,
2: she's uh, you know, uh there's there's plenty of Nicole's in this world.
1: Could be any yeah. of
2: them. Could be any.
1: Um that's great that she listens. Um that's really cool. It's great that any um, woman listens to
2: this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, my wife literally has never listened to one second of this podcast. So, uh, thanks so cool. she's
2: yeah, yeah, she's her life's better for it.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, she would just be annoyed at me. Yeah. Um, oh yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, rate us five stars on iTunes. That stuff. Yeah. Good. Uh, uh make sure you go to your dentist every six months. Mm-hmm. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Uh, kick versus purses, ghosts hovering
3: above them. Cold stuttering, skips in the tape, revision of Lake, a Cold cloud feels shrouded and secluded upon a winding rope. <laughs> Nature and existence are the same thing, basically. Swear through the curves amazingly. Paint me like a surgical portrait of your soul's wild energy. Wow. That's beautiful, blessed. Have a nice dream. Peace lot. Aztec, yoga, Kool-Aid, Allah, whoop, whoop. Jah rasta woo.